I'm a dude. He's a dude. We're three dudes. Saying stuff. And welcome to Dude Saying Stuff. It is the week two uh, preview, week one review. Week one is in the books. We got a game currently going on right now. Uh, It's going well for one team, uh, not so well on the other. Um, So, all you people with Minnesota Vikings Vikings players besides Hawkinson, sucks to be you. (laughs) Um, But let's get started with some... Because we didn't get to do it last week. Jordan's Corner. Welcome, everybody. It's good to be back. It's very good to be back. So LSU football started out this season 1-0 with a massive, massive win over Grambling. I think that's the first time we ever played Grambling in Baton Rouge. Well, just played them in general, but the game was in Baton Rouge. Uh, we scored 72 points in regulation. I don't think that's ever happened before. I think that's actually like – I think that's the first time LSU has done that. Not even the Joey B team did that, um, but we were playing Grambling. Some quick takeaways: Jaden Daniels shine. He had five touchdown passes. Our secondary is very, 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 very suspect because we gave up a lot of yards at Grambling in the first half. But we got the dub. That's all that matters. Big win, big win. One and zero, baby. Nice, nice. So just so you know, the largest margin of victory, which is probably the most points scored by LSU, is a final score of ninety-three to zero. Uh, oh, University okay. of so- Southwestern Louisiana. Uh, I don't know what year this was, but it was really, really old. I think 1936, actually. Up, oh, someone. Uh, wow. Addison. Addison Ad- scored a lot. It's a long touchdown. Woo! Addison. Oh, stop fucking JJ. You got to be kidding me. All right. Well, <laughs> let, let's keep it going. Let's get. You're gonna get our live reactions uh, to the game. Um, <laughs> What You'll get him have... sometime late tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's live for us, not so much when you're listening. Um, so we're going to start off with some week one reviews. Jordan, let's kick us, kick us off, please. All right. The first matchup is uh, Erich, the 2021 defending champ, versus J.O., the 2022 defending champ. That's right, J.O., um, so this was a, a very, very good game. Uh, J.O. survived the Tyreek onslaught uh, with noon game Kirk Cousins. Remember, primetime Kirk sucks. I should have known that before I made my bet tonight. Uh, noon game Kirk Cousins is very good. And also Stefan Diggs leading the way, uh, getting T- J.O. the victory. Um, tough, tough week or time for Evan to play the highest scoring guy in the league, especially when he had Tyreek Hill putting up a 40-burger. Unbelievable, unbelievable week for uh, the Cheetah. Um, Mikey B, I mm-hmm. have one question for you. Yeah. The people want to know, is J.O. for real? I mean, mm. he gets the championship trophy, comes back, very first game. One and oh. One and oh. Highest scoring team of the week. Yeah. And we know for sure Desiree wasn't helping him this time. Is J.O. the real deal? Yeah, so I don't know. That's something for you and Dom and the listeners to ponder as we head into week two. All right. Yeah. Well, that leads into the next matchup, matchup, Dez versus Kurt. Um, and just off of that note, Jordan, obviously we, all last year we were a big suspect and saying, oh, Dez is helping J.O. That's the only reason he's winning. Well, based on Mikey B's grade of her team, would you have <laughs> a D, Mike? Yes, a D. <laughs> and the way a first week management went and some of her lineup choices um, – 
It's hard to say that she was a uh, contributing factor if this is Ooh. really what she was contributing Ooh. last year. But um, to the matchup itself, KB took care of business and took down Dez over, what, 30 points or so. KB was carried by Tua, who had 34, Pollard 21, and ETN at 19. This was the bulk of his points, even though, you know, his Bronco boys shat the bet on him. Um, Dulcich only at three points. I believe Trotman was the highest score in tight end uh, for the Broncos in week one. And then their defense only uh, put up four points. Uh, so he's going to need a little better than that from his Bronco boys. Uh, but Dez on the other side, she had some questionable starters in her lineup. Um, for one, Jack, Zach Charbonnet, the rookie backup in Seattle. I'm not sure. He's what's the number three. Her. He's the number three. Yeah. Number three on the depth chart, number one in her heart, obviously. <laughs> but, um, yeah, putting him and the rookie Mingo with the rookie quarterback first game, a combined of four points between those two rookies while leaving uh, Algier, who was great last year and still we would suspected him to be involved this year, puts up 23 in his first game. And she left the rookie Addison, who did really well, and we expected to contribute uh, week one for the Vikings, uh, put up 14. Lots of points on the bench. Really could have helped her out in this matchup. But we'll see. It's the first week. Not going to write off uh, Dez. And uh, Mingo was his name just yet. But Bojangles starting off 1-0. and All right. Well, next we got to go with uh, Dom versus Eli. <laughs> Dom, Dom, Dom. Uh, what, do you, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, no, actually, actually, no, don't speak. No excuses. You are the first dude to fall to Eli in a quite embarrassing fashion. Shame. With a league low 66.96 points, with your top scorer being your defense at just 11 points. No other player with double digits. While on the other side, Eli's team, uh, National D Rudders, what, while, of course, with the namesake, is led by Hansie McGee, Dejon Watson, <laughs> with 22.66 points and a team leading, uh, second team leading scorer, his kicker, his kicker, Jason Sanders. Um, Eli gets his first victory, first dude victory in league history. Dom, I'm not mad. I- I'm just disappointed. As am I. That was a bad showing. I don't know what happened to my team there. Um, they're drafted to be better than that, and uh, I expect a big bounce back week two. Dom, the kickers heard you over the over the uh, off season talking shit, and we had some big kicker weeks. Mm-hmm. Holy big, shit! Big, you were done in by a kicker. Uh, well, it probably wouldn't have mattered anyway, but still, big no. kicker. You played a big kicker week. They always listening. All right, so I'm up next, and Mikey B is making re- me review my two lovers, cause. And Sammy, my lovely, beautiful wife. How dare you, Mike? <laughs> oh, with that being said, Sam goes into Monday night feeling great. And then all of a sudden, Josh Allen, being the single man he is, just straight up bowing my wife. Three interceptions and a fumble. Um, just a horrible, horrible, horrible outing for Josh Allen. It didn't help that uh, he was playing because uh, it's defense. So every fumble was just more points for, for Chris and fewer points for Sam or every turnover, I should say, he looked terrible. 
absolutely terrible uh, Monday night. And of course, the other crushing, crushing blow, she leaves 30 points on the bench with Ayuk. Had she played Ayuk, she would have won the game. Always, always tough way to lose. Uh, Cuzzy, once again, continues to be tough to beat in the regular season. One of the better consistent performers during the regular season is Chris. And in the postseason. We got we to say, uh, it was kind of also a ballsy move to play the Jet defense against Buffalo. Like, yeah. And, I, and, and it and worked I, out for him really yep, well. And how, I forget to mention, uh, Sam had Dallas defense putting up a redonkulous 37 points. Ugh, the Giants, that game was just awful. <clears throat> awful. Is it? And because uh, he survives. Is it crazy that the person who got 37 points from their defense lost? Also, the person who had the highest, most points in all of fantasy football with Tyreek Hill also lost. Like, that's yeah. mind-blowing. That's parody, that people. That is parody. <laughs> that's fantasy well, football at its finest. Yep. 12-man league. Well, 10-man, two-woman league. There you go. All right. Next up, we're going to look at um, Big O's new team named Pasta Herbert. Uh, I can see that's kind of catchy. It sounds like um, yogurt or um, sherbet, but uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about the new name? It's about it's past the her, herb, like the herb, and it's just Herbert. Like you're you're looking like at the Sherbert? wrong thing. No, like the her, the herb, like Mary Jane, like uh, oh my god, yeah. Oh. I, I, I <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Dom Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Bum of the week, such such a sheltered young young man. Keep keep going, please. I'm a good go. boy. I don't I don't I don't pass the grass. Anyway, um, Ollie's team started off well week one uh, on Thursday night with Amon Ross St. Brown putting up 16 and Sunday. D Monty putting up 13. Um, but he was let down by his running backs. Uh, we knew this was going to be a weak spot for his team. Uh, Rashad White with six points, Dalvin with seven, um, and then Chig with a goose egg. That always hurts. You never know what you're going to get from half the tight ends that are started week to week, but you expected more than uh, goose from Chig in game one. And then, of course, kickers are the worst. He had the worst <laughs> kicker this week. Graham Gonneau missing two field goals, giving him negative four points. You hate to see it. Um, but let's stop talking about the loser and talking about the guy who got it done and Mikey B's buff Lesbos, uh, storm back after being down early on the Thursday night start. Uh, Mikey B had solid showings from his running backs, which we knew were going to be great. Uh, Nicholas Chubb, 16 and Mr. Generational Talent B. John <laughs> with 17 and don't sleep on Mike Evans put up nearly 16 in his first week. We know Baker likes to chuck it. And Mike Evans got plenty of targets, uh, 10 to be exact, and put up a tutty in, in week one with Baker. Um, beyond that, he was let down a little bit by his other starting wide receivers, uh, Mari Cooper and DJ Moore, putting up uh, about eight points between – or, yeah, about eight points between the two of them. Um, so he expects a little more than that. Uh, generally, you want to try to get over that 100 mark each week. Uh, but he's just under it. So he expects a little more in total out of his team. Um but he did enough to get the win against past the Herb Herbert, like like herb, not not like Sherbert, like weed. 
<sighs> we don't. We don't. This is a no drug podcast. Dom, thank you. <laughs> Come on, kids could be listening to this. In fact, we know that kids are listening to this. Um, don't do yeah. drugs. Yeah, yeah Jo. <laughs> well, based on our metrics, we know someone's listening under the age of seventeen. And please, uh, th- if you're listening this time, please go find your parents, slap them, and question their life decisions. <laughs> And don't do and don't do drugs, and stop listening. All right, next we have the matchup of the week: Jordan versus Jason, arch nemesis facing off in Week One. It's basically LSU Bama. It's it's Yankees Red Sox. It's Jordan versus Jason, um, and Jordan couldn't be happier. He overcomes an embarrassing four point four six points from his quarterback Daniel Jones. Thanks to mainly CMC with 25.4 points and a late pickup of Atlanta Falcons D to get the victory, uh, who I believe it was his second leading scorer with just 12. Yes, it was. Uh, 12 <laughs> or 13. While Jason's team was led by JJ with 20.5, but then pretty much had nothing after that. Um, in a very rare dud of a game from Jalen Hurts with just 14.5 points, that's very different this week. Um, we know that already. He probably would have had a better contributor in the eighth round. Uh, someone like Michael Pittman, who had a very good game, or Zay Flowers, rather than taking Justin Tucker in the eighth round, who got him a measly five points. So you basically got what you deserved. Um, we have some type of alert that just happened. Uh, does someone want to break some news to me? Uh, no, it was just the, re- the uh, replay of Devonta Smith's long touchdown. God damn it. Also, we're doing a podcast. Turn off your sound notifications. Come on. I think that makes it makes it an interactive podcast. Come on. We are professional here. Get it together. <laughs> Come on. All right. So, Jordan, you have another you have a victory against your arch nemesis. How do you feel? I feel great, Mike. Thank you for asking. It's always good to start off one and know. Um, it's 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 just you know, if I lose every single game from here on out, at least I beat Jason. Yep, but you do have another matchup with him, so he can tie it up. As of this moment, breaking news, as of this moment, Luke, I am your father, is facing Bo Jangles this week. We're going to get to that matchup shortly, but he's currently trailing, and he's the only one with an active player in the Thursday night football game. Jordan has minus 0.1 to Curtis oh. 0.0. So uh, as of now, KB is leading with nobody playing yet. And you would Jordan, think- back to you. <laughs> and you would think that was maybe I don't know a defense or maybe a kicker who missed a missed a kick, but no, it's a starting running back. Oh my god! This is go- going on the bench. He's we going are to the going bench. to. The Vikings are terrible. We're not, but we're not done yet. We we're we're going. We're still in week one, everybody. So we're going to look at the stars of the week and the and the dudes bums of the week. Uh, stars. Let's go first. Jordan, who do you got? All right, my star of last week is going to be Tyreek Hill uh, playing for the Fighting Evan Richards. Uh, Put up a 40-burger last week, as we touched on earlier. Wasn't enough to get Evan the win, but still a ridiculous week week one for Tyreek Hill. He's the number one wide receiver. He had 11 catches for 215 yards and two touchdowns, Mike. Not one, not two. Two. He had yeah, two yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not one, we'll, we'll but repeat, two. We'll repeat. We're a professional podcast. <laughs> a professional. We're professionals. So anyway, he's he's picking up right where he left off from last season. Except now he's getting his touchdowns, and he's getting them early. So 
Uh, Cheetah, we know you're listening. You get, you're my star of the week. All right. So uh, I'm going to go next. I want to go with someone who actually, who, who he had a great performance. He may not have been as the first or second highest scorer, but he basically, he t- brought his team uh, back as in J.O., not the Buffalo Bills, because that's not what happened. But J.O.'s team, <laughs> he brought them back for a victory. That is Stefan Diggs Monday night going against Sauce Gardner, the the heralded cornerback who was so elite last last year. Well, he just cooked him for 10 catches for 102 yards and a TD. Um, not for a victory um, for for the Bills, because who gives a shit about that? But for J.O.'s daddy Pinocchio to go over uh, Trunk Boy's huge victory, that is my star of the week. Stefan Diggs looking out for Mr. Overman. Yeah, my star of the week, it's going to be two stars. The biggest one is going to be the Dallas star on that defense's helmet. Oh, my God. 37 (laughs) points in our league allowed zero points on the field, had a blocked punt return for a touchdown, uh, two interceptions, a fumble recovery, seven sacks, and an interception touchdown. That usually – that type of score by defense is going to help you out. But the rest of Sam's team kind of let her down. Uh, and it was also going against the number two defense on the week, which was the New York Jets, who's my other star, putting up 21. Not a bad showing on their own. They only scored one touchdown, though. So that's why they scored a good bit less and allowed a few points to the opposing team. But two great starts for two elite defenses. And both of those teams will face off this week. Hmm. Well, I mean, you think uh, you think anyone who had the Dallas defense, they would pull away with a victory. But, you know, we were not going to talk about that. They'll probably put up another 30 points this week Ooh, against Zach man. Wilson. Oh, yeah. Super, oh, yeah. Well, guess who's facing, facing them. So I know I know what Payne's going to be feeling like in, a, in just a <laughs> short, short time. So now with the good comes the bad, the bums of the week. Jordan. Who do you got? <laughs> so I have Dom. Uh, Dom, your, actually your team, your entire team is the bum of the week. Mikey B said it earlier, only 67 points. I'll round up. I'll round up for you and give you 67 points. He doesn't points. deserve that. No, I don't <laughs> no, need no, your no, no, you, you break. <laughs> Uh-oh. Do we lose Mike? Uh-oh. He got angry. Uh-oh. We did lose Mike. Invite him back. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. The show must go on, Dom. Your highest score of the week was your defense fucking the Washington football team, Redskins, Commanders. 11 points for you. Nobody else on your team scored double digits. Shame on you. I was on your so high on your team heading into the season. I think I gave you a a B plus. No, a B. I gave you an A B. You, in my opinion, have two of the of the best receivers in the league. Plus if, like I said, if Lamar Jackson has a hot year, you could be unbeatable. <laughs> he did not have a hot start. So uh, yeah. thoughts and prayers to your team. Yeah. <sighs> Mike, if you missed it, he was just mentioning how bad my team was. And the last person you mentioned was Lamar Jackson. You have uh, more to say about this guy? Welcome back, Mike. Yeah. I was just so Joe, sick of it. He, he lost to Eli. Um, I'm still just so angry about that. But that's a good segue. Uh, Lamar, 
Lamar Jackson is my bum of the week. He wasn't the lowest scoring quarterback. However, he was facing the Houston Texans, a a perennial bottom dweller. I expected a huge game from Lamar. Um, Just massive, massive day. And, yes, he kind of got cheated by a couple of short short touchdowns. Justice Hill. God, why did they do that? I don't know. But he um, had 6.56 points, something you want better from what? he You draft him when? The fourth, fifth round? Yeah, I think I got him in the fourth. Yeah, yeah, still. yeah. 6.56 points. I mean, this guy just got the bag. He had 169 yards, an interception, a fumble loss. He had 38 yards on the ground, but doesn't matter. He didn't even eclipse 175 yards. Through the air, he's a fucking quarterback. Um, Terrible. I mean, he got outplayed by like Anthony Richardson, um, and I thought that dude sucked. Um, he definitely did for Florida, but he did a lot better than Lamar Jackson. Uh, so he is my bum of the week. Yeah, Lamar needs to watch out because I have since added um, Anthony Richardson to my roster. Potential breakout <laughs> for fantasy. Ooh. Whether or not he's going to be very good or even decent in real life. I think for fantasy, he's going to have a very, very high floor at the rushing. And his passing really wasn't bad week one. So, Lamar, watch out. There's a quality backup ready to step in should you have another six-point performance. You bum. And if and, right. if, and if not, he's just going to trade him to Jordan for a very overpriced uh, uh, price tag. Yeah. Yep. Well, yes. my bum of the week is going to be – it's another group – uh, bum, and it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow's yet to beat the Browns ugh, in ugh. Cleveland in his time as a Bengal. He's never beat um, him. I think he's 0 5. Yeah. I think he had about three points. Uh, Jamar had six point something, and T. Higgins put up a goose egg. It was all around um, really bad. Uh, I expect them to bounce back this week. They've got another division rival uh, hosting the Ravens. But, man, Bengals, the Bayou Bengals of the North. Uh, you gotta, we got to do better than that, boys. Ugh. Ugh. Well, that was the past. Let's get to the present, people. Uh, we're to the future. Week two reviews. We're going to start off with some dude matchups. Uh, it's going to be Dom versus Dez. So, Dom, if you don't get this here, I mean, come on. It's a D grade. But we'll, I'm not going to even talk about that yet. yet. So, let's let's look at who you're facing, who some of the people you're facing. So, right now, I want to highlight Romeo Dobbs as your as your wide receiver, too. Um, uh, I, probably just because of the flex spot. But still, Romeo Dobbs, basically your third wide receiver you're putting in arguably could be the number one for Green Bay. Even when Watson come, uh, Christian Watson comes back, uh, he had unlimited um, work, four catches, 26 yards, but two touchdowns, and Jordan Love looked great. He's facing Atlanta, who he, they still allowed, what, 14 points with a rookie quarterback-led um, Carolina Panthers. So that mm-hmm. could be a sneaky play there um, at at, at your wide receiver position. Then I also want to highlight Hayden Hurst. 
I was just talking about the Carolina Panthers. Well, this is the number two tight end right now. He is a rookie's uh, friend, the tight end position, and he had seven targets. He had a touchdown, 41 yards last week. He's going against uh, New Orleans, who is typically really tough against the tight end, and that proved that way because they held Chig scoreless, a big goose egg last week. So you're going with him on a Monday night football game, but you know, with seven targets, you got to guess he's not he's not going to put up a goose egg. Then I want to talk about C.D. Lamb going against the Jets. He should be going against Sauce. Stephon Diggs cooked him. What's that mean that C.D. is going to do? Was that just an off day for Sauce, or was it the real deal? So, Dom, take a look at your opponent. What do you got to say about it? Oh, my opponent. And, and, and do not pick the player that's currently playing. Please. Okay. Um, so my opponent here, Des Mingo was his name. Oh, uh, got Patrick Mahomes. And I hate seeing that name at the top of anybody's lineup, especially after didn't do well week one. I just know he's going to bounce back and have a great uh, week two against Jacksonville. I believe did these teams meet in the playoffs last year. Who? Jacksonville and Kansas City. No, it was Jacksonville they, and uh, the Chargers. Gotcha. Well, it's not unlikely for us to see this matchup later on again this season because Jacksonville likely to win their division and Kansas City, same as, as usual, to win theirs. Uh, they still play with the Broncos, so they're favored in that division. Um, looking at the next position in her lineup, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. If she listens, it's going to be to her benefit. Take Charbonnet out of your starting lineup. He may be better later on in the year. If Connor is healthy, he deserves to be in the starting lineup here for you. Charbonnet's not getting touches right now. He may be good, may get more work later in the year. It's just not worth it right now. Um, and lastly, uh, let's see. She's got a good start with Addison. I'm not going to go into details on that just yet. By but- the way. I'm sorry, but by the way, uh, the Chiefs did play Jack- Jacksonville. They won 27-20. to 20. There we go. thought so. Um, yeah, last last person on the highlight is Chris Olave. Uh, he did well for New Orleans last week. He got 10 targets. But as you saw, David, uh, David Carr, Derek Carr is uh, spreading that ball around to all those receivers. He got that lone touchdown last week. Michael Thomas was heavily involved, too. Uh, we all like Alave uh, as a talent. Uh, and Monday night, uh, when they go to Carolina, Saints should be favored, should win that game. Uh, expect Alave to have another good outing this week. Jordan, uh, who's your X factor in this game? I will mention oh. also that with Alave, J.C. Horn is going to be out. So there's uh, their 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 number uh, one their number one cornerback is going to be out. I believe that they're okay. the number one. So, gotcha. I am. My X factor is to be Jamar Chase. Um, the Bengals laid an absolute <laughs> turd last week uh, against the Browns. Jamar Chase did not have a good showing for Dom. Um, I think he bounces back. I think the Bengals bounce back this week at home in a divisional game, a must-win game for Joe Burrow. By the way, uh, they'll be down. They'll be zero and two in the division if they lose this one. So they absolutely have to win. Um, I see a big game from Joe, and I also see a big game from Jamar. 
And despite Desiree getting a lucky deep touchdown to Jordan Addison from Dogwater, Kirk Cousins, Dom is still going to win this game. Uh, good luck, Dom. Yeah, I'm like I'm like to to put Andrews in the lineup. Obviously, if he's healthy, he's in. Uh, I talked about her. Okay. So yeah. Do, do you want me to him... re- you want me to review another player for you then? Do you feel no, cheated? I'm just I'm just making Yawn. a comment that he's going to probably be in my lineup if he's healthy. All right. Well, he will I, be. well, you know what? I'm just going to highlight someone. Jake Moody, kicker <laughs> for San Francisco. Great offense. Yes, kicker. Great offense. <laughs> Expect big big points from Moody. Fourteen last week, baby. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So uh next we have uh Sam versus Mike. You know, I I told uh Dom he can't review uh Addison. I'm not gonna review Devontae Smith, even though he is killing me. Um <laughs> but all good. I, I believe uh Jordan's pick should be uh voided here because it, it's such of a such a preview, but it's all good. So first, I want to look at Derrick Henry against the Chargers. So the Chargers let Kyron Williams uh, run over him. Uh, Cam Akers, I think, got a touchdown as well. Uh, and Derrick Henry actually was out snapped by Tajay Tajay Spears um, last week. That's wild, uh, crazy, just crazy. Um, but that didn't stop. Um, Derrick Henry from having a good outing last week with, um, you know, he had 63 yards, but he had some good chunk plays. Um, he he had, almost had a touchdown. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. He got away. And But the biggest thing was two catches for 56 yards. Um, so he's involved in the receiving game. The Chargers are going to put up points. We know that. And so – I'm thinking Derrick Henry's going to be used to slow that game down. Um, so I think he's set up nicely for a big game. And I think because uh, that, I think Derrick Henry's going to be used a little bit more just because I don't think it's going to be, because they're not going to be able to keep holding the Chargers the field goals. Like they're not going to do what they did to the Saints. Like the Chargers will score, or at least they should. Um, then I'm going to look at Ayuk, who she now put in the lineup. After a two-touchdown game, um, yeah. currently the number two wide receiver, uh, you know, he had 129 yards last week. So he's facing the Rams. Um, San Francisco always does well against the Rams. Kyle Shanahan always kind of kills um, McVay. So we can expect Ayuk to have a good day, probably CMC, but I think Ayuk is set up very nicely. They, uh, the Rams no longer have uh, Jalen Ramsey, and and then so um, I think he's going to continue with that 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 good uh, start of his. But then I want to talk about Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers looked electric. He's already, in my opinion, the number one in that receiving core. Now I don't know with Andrews coming back how much that changes. We hope Cincinnati's going to do better, but I thought I saw in the forecast it's going to rain again. So it's going to rain. We know, we know what happened the last time it rained um, in Cleveland. So uh, they need to do better. They need to figure out what they need to do to maybe they practice in the rain, but they definitely cannot have the same type of outing against 
Baltimore or they will fall 0-2. But one person who did have a good day was Zay Flowers. He looked good. So, you know, nine catches, 78 yards. I mean, he, he's set up nicely. Um because we, I'm not gonna. We already ha- kind of highlighted what the Cowboys are gonna do to Zach Wilson. So, Dom, go ahead and um, <laughs> review review my team. All right, Buff Lesbos. Uh, whoo, question. Got uh, Justin Fields leading the way with his counterpart, uh, or I'm sorry, his teammate DJ Moore. Uh, they're going against Tampa Bay this week. Uh, Justin Fields did not look good throwing the ball. Last week in game one versus Green Bay, uh, we're expecting that to improve this week. Or that's that's the hope is anyway. Uh, Mikey B also has two Cleveland players in the starting lineup. But Nicholas Chubb, who just had his usual 18 to 20 touches, uh, 100 yards, uh, four catches. You know, same old, same old Nicholas Chubb providing a high, high floor every week. And lastly, I'm going to talk about Mr. Darren Waller. Is he going to play this week? Um, he's battling a little hamstring injury. Some They might say it's just for rest. Uh, if he's in the lineup, that'll be a big difference for Mike no. B's. No? no? Don't worry. Uh, he's already come out and said it's not a big deal. He's like, he said, I'm going to be playing. It's not a, it's not a problem. It's not the same ham, hamstring problem that, that sidelined him in uh Vegas, so he's already ever said he's playing. So don't even review him differently. Or review someone different. Do your do your okay. research. Okay, fine. Blake Group, new kicker, New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Taking there place of Big Lutz Nuts. Uh, put up a solid 12 last week and <laughs> a 50-something yard field goal. He's small, but he is mighty. He's only rostered in 1.5% of leagues. People listen up. This guy is fantasy gold. Blake Group kicking for your New Orleans Saints. Jordan, who's your X Factor besides Group Groupie right here? Let's do it. <laughs> oh man. So my X Factor here is actually gonna be the Cowboys defense. Um, can they do it again? Mike, can they do it again? So they have a great matchup against the New York Jets at home. They just absolutely demolished the the um, the New York football giants. Um I mean, what else can you say? Thirty seven points. Zach Wilson, the uh, MILF hunter, he's going to get beat up. And Sam's going to win the game, by the way. I love the top of her lineup. Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, lots of touches there. Josh Allen is not going to shit the bed again. Sorry, Mike. Well, it's okay. I, it's... I just cursed my wife. <laughs> uh, I'm sure everything's going to be just fine. All right, next up. Go, JJ. Go, JJ. Go. Sorry. All right, dude. Come on, come on now. We're professional. <laughs> I, needed my, I needed to mute my mic. Sorry about that. Professional podcast. All right. Um, next, we're gonna review you, Jordan. Uh, Kurt versus Jordan. Bo Jangles against Luke. I am your father. Um, but hey, uh, pr- uh, just a uh, spoiler alert: you're no longer a negative. Um, so <laughs> coming back to win, baby. Yeah. So. Let's let's look at what we have here at Kurt. And you know what? Kurt has kind of a pretty formidable team outside of his yeah. fucking tight end. Oh my Very god. Nervous. He needs to fucking <laughs> fix that. But I'm I'm not going to I'm uh, um 
I'm not going to talk about all the running backs, but I do think that's the strongest group. But Tua Tungavailoa. Basically, the dude is going to be on fire until he gets knocked the hell out. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but this is a good So week. much speed. This is a good week for him to get knocked the fuck out because New England is a legit defense. All right. If you remember, 25, it ended up being 25-20 with Philadelphia versus New England. 16 points came off a pick six and basically multiple turnovers right at the start of the game um, with short field fields. Basically, the rest of the game, they held them to nine points. Like, New England's defense is legit. So, that's going to be the biggest question here. Is Tua against a good defense? The Chargers' defense has always been tr- like a funnel. They've been a, they've been trash. No matter if they get Khalil Mack, Bosa, it doesn't matter. They just have a curse about them. But New England's different. It's the other way around. They get whoever the fuck they want off the street, and they become an elite defensive player. So, Tua against that New England defense, that is going to be a huge tell right there. Uh, I think it's ultimately going to decide this game. I, I Never mind. I think I, I said it was going to decide the matchup, but then I saw that Daniel Jones is on the other side of the, um, the matchup here. But then <laughs> let's talk about um, Travis Etienne. Everyone talked about uh, Bigsby. Well, right here, he showed five receptions, 27 yards, 77 yards on the ground, a TD. He looked good. He's going against Kansas City. Kansas, the, the way to beat Kansas City is on the ground. I think ETN has a good chance to have a good game here. So, I mean, I think oh, he has such a good trio of running backs if you look at it now. He's going to be a formidable foe. Uh, but um, then I go, I'm going to highlight. And you know the big thing about that his roster, guys? There's only one Bronco in it. I think, that's, I think he found the recipe of success. Is you don't play Denver Broncos, um, <laughs> but at his tight end position, he has ten target Zach Ertz. But those ten targets come from Joshua Dobbs, which means they are poo poo. Um, I hate just seeing the guy's name in the lineup. Um, oh my god! Mm, I don't even want to talk about him anymore. You know what? Done. You should change your tight end. Uh, Kurt, Dom, talk, talk, tell me about Jordan. I don't know what's worse, his tight end or Jordan's quarterback. He's got Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott uh, over oh, here. Oh, 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 oh. All right, come on now. I do Gross. have a TV problem. Yeah. I think they scored less than Lamar if we're talking about crappy quarterbacks. We got a dub. <laughs> fair enough. Hey, fair enough. You got the W. That, that's the most important stat in fantasy. Um. Moving on, I'm not going to go into details on that. Uh, Christian McCaffrey looked absolutely incredible uh, week one, uh, having a full off season with the 49ers. I know they said they're going to maybe monitor his touches. That's total crap. Mm-hmm. This dude's elite. He had 22 uh, rushing attempts, added to three receptions. Like if this dude's getting 20 and three to five receptions each week, forget about it. That's the uh, running back one, and that's going to be uh, Jordan's. Uh, guy who's carrying his team all year. Um, next, we're looking at Waddle. We talked about Tua having a big game uh, last week. Can he do it again against a better defense in New England? Uh, Waddle didn't have a great showing week one, 
78 yards on four catches. Uh, so he looks to have more than that this week. That's why Jordan drafted him where he did. Uh, he's expecting more from that receiver. Um, and talking about tight ends, I know Kurt started uh, Denver's tight end uh, Dolcich last week, and Jordan this week is starting uh, the superior D- uh, Denver tight end and Adam Troutman, former Saint, back with Sean Payton. Uh, last week, caught all five of his targets for uh, 34 yards. And I guess Jordan thinks that's good enough to put in a fantasy lineup. Uh, lastly, uh, Jameer Gibbs, he uh, looked really good in his limited touches in week one. Uh, this week, he's going against Seattle, whom uh, Kyron Williams carved up last week. Uh, I think the Lions are to continue to give Gibbs more and more touches. Uh, really like this guy. I try to trade Jordan, but he won't do it. But Jordan, uh, what do you think about your team this week and your odds against Blue Jangles? Battle of the undefeateds <sighs> right here. Battle of the undefeateds. Um, my X factor is going to be Jameer Gibbs. Dom continues try to continues to try to diddle his way into a trade with Gibbs. You're not going to get him. You'll never get this. Uh, I took him in the second round. I'm very high in this kid. He's got to get more touches. <laughs> we'll see how the Lions use him as the season goes on. Um, so, yeah, he's my X Factor. My pick is going to be K-Bag, uh, C.T. Ua, and his running backs are just way, way, way too good. Um, and my quarterback sucks balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reverse jinx right off the start. Mm, Mike knows it. Yep. All right. Up next, we have uh, Eli, 1-0 Eli, against 0-1 Evan. Um, Eli, fresh off a win over a dude. We have <clears throat> let's look what we got here. So we have Ramondre Stevenson. There was some a lot of talk about Zeke joining the team. Well, he played seventy three percent of the snaps. I don't think you have anything to worry about. But the biggest thing is he had six receptions for six catches. So he's gonna get the points in the air as well as on the ground. The other ones I'm going to talk about is his two wide receivers because he could have a problem. DeAndre Hopkins, second day missed in practice. Um, He wasn't spotted. I don't quite know what is wrong. Um, It says a personal matter, which most likely means he's going to play, but I'm not sure. I mean, that's two days, and one of those days being Thursday. That's kind of alarming. Uh, If not, he's going to have to rely on some other wide receivers, which he only has one on his bench, which is not good because his freshly picked up Puka Nakua Mm. is currently also not practicing with an oblique injury. But Puka, he's the hottest name off the waiver wire. He had 15 targets. That's right, 15 targets, just replacing Cooper Cup as Matthew Stafford's butt buddy. He had 10 catches for 100, 119 yards last week. So Puka, he was awarded to uh, Eli due to Fab. See? See what happens? Eli Everyone Blue Hackles load in the first week, though. Does, I don't care. This is when you make that yeah. call. This is when you make that call. Yes. So, um, but he's going to be in a problem if both can't play because he only has Chris Godwin on his bed. So he's going to have to uh, make some maneuvers if that's the case. 
Dom, you want to take a look at Evan? Yeah, but following up on the wide receivers on the Nashville D Rudders, it's looking like a pretty oblique outlook for his team should one or both of those guys not be able to play. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Uh... Pause, pause for <laughs> laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Joe Burrow, he's bouncing back this week. He gets uh, division rival Buffalo. And the Lamar Jacksons coming to town. Um, expect points to be scored in this game. Um, most of them to Jamar Chase. And, of course, on his team, uh, I had the same thing happen to me in my, finance, my uh, dynasty league, Evan. I had Tyreek Hill, but the rest of my team just didn't do enough. The guy's elite. We know he's going to find the ball, get in space, and run forever. Um but will New England be able to limit them? We know Belichick likes to do that sort of thing. But maybe he only has 115 yards this week instead of 215. Um, lastly, Hunter Henry looks like uh, he added him this week in the FAB waiver wire edition for 8 bucks. here. He was the number one tight end of week one this year. And he had a good showing. Uh, he had six targets. 56 yards and a touchdown from Mac Jones, who also looked pretty good in week one. Uh, overall, this team really doesn't look that bad. He's got decent running backs. And he also has the Saints defense going up against uh, rookie and Bryce Young at Carolina on Monday night. So uh, I think it's going to be a pretty fair matchup here. Jordan, what do you think? Uh, I agree with you, Dom. I think it'll be a close matchup. Um I feel like Erich could could have won last week. He had a huge performance from Cheetah. He just unfortunately played the highest scoring guy in the league in J.O. Uh, my X factor is going to be Hunter. Excuse me, Hunter Henry. Currently the tight end one. Um, five catches last week. I think he had like 55 yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, come on. Will he get that performance again out of Hunter Henry? He does play for the Patriots. You never know what Bill Belichick's going to be doing on offense. It seems like it's a new guy every week that gets the ball. It makes an impact. Um, will Hunter Henry do it again? I think he will, and I think E. Rich will, will beat Eli. Wow. All right. Well, we went from one reshard to the next. We have Mars Red Rocks against Buckholes. Um, so, One second. You, you okay, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, had to respond back. My bad. My bad. I we're know. professional podcast. Professional, Mike. professional podcast. Okay. Um, we're not going to uh, review the two guys that are currently playing, who are currently doing pretty well. But let's look at Raheem Mostert. Again, I mentioned um, New England uh, defense being very formidable. Raheem Mostert. Did not have a great day, but he still scored a, t- scored a touchdown last week. So we got to see what happens against that defense. Uh, they should not have to play the ca- catch up, I believe, or, or yeah, catch up the entire time. So you would think the running game is going to have some more work. He's going to need it. Then you also have Darnell Mooney currently playing because he has an injured Deontay Johnson. Um, you wish he had some better backups, but, you know, maybe you don't draft Justin Tucker in the eighth round and things would be better for you. Uh, but Darnell Mooney did get a touchdown last week. 
Um, and he still had seven targets. He's going against Tampa Bay. Um, so Tampa Bay did okay against Minnesota. They won the game. Um, but I th- don't think they were the best against wide receivers. Um, and then we're going to look at Mike Williams. Mike Williams went for four for 45 last week. He And I believe he left the game because he was slightly injured. But he's going against Tennessee, who just let all three New Orleans wide receivers have a decent day against them. So he needs Mike Williams to deliver. This is your shot. Um, but, you know, spoiler alert, he's starting off pretty well um, this week. Yep. On the other side, um, the Buckholes, they're not starting off too bad either. They also have two people playing right now, and DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about someone else. Travis, uh, Travis, Trevor Lawrence playing against Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the highest over-under game projected uh, of this week, and there should be a lot of points scored there. Uh, Calvin Ridley, his number one weapon in Jacksonville, looks really good and in the best shape or back to the same shape in football uh, running routes like we know he could uh, looking really good but the big concern here is Austin Eckler for the fuck holes uh, he's questionable right now Had a little bit of an injury will he be in the game or not I think Jordan may have more to say on this here shortly and Garrett Wilson oh it's sad to see this but he lost his quarterback and Aaron Rodgers on the fourth play of the game last week. Uh, unfortunately for him, this was his second round pick who you were hoping could be a number one wide receiver this year. I think that is out of the window now at this point. Sad to say I had similar high hopes for this guy in my dynasty league. He was my first overall pick. Uh, pour one out for the guy. Sorry, kid. Losing Aaron Rodgers, he's still going to be good wide receiver 2-3 because he's so talented and he's going to get a decent volume. It's just going to be crappier targets coming from Zach Wilson. Um, And he also does have the number one defense in the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, I'm sorry, number two defense behind Dallas. Yeah, still very good going against Dallas. So it's going to be – should be another good amount of points scored there. Jordan, oh what God. do you see happening uh, for this matchup? I see poor Chris Meyer about to get another touchdown vulture from DeAndre Swift for Jalen Hurts, who, of course, Chris has DeAndre. Jason has Jalen. God Jaylen. damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. After a 40-yard run, Swift was tackled like on the five. Anyway, my X factor is going to be Austin Eckler. What will fuck holes do if he doesn't play? Um, on his, you know, on his bench, of course, he has uh, Deion Jackson and Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, who can't play, but he has Deion Jackson. Um, and I think, I mean, that's his only choice, right? Elijah Mitchell, I guess, would be his other his other go to. But he needs Austin Eckler to uh, play in this game. It's obviously going to be a high scoring affair. Um, it's already forty three to thirty one in the first game of the of the weekend has passed or is going on right now. Um, and my pick is going to be Jason because I think Eckler will be limited if he does play. And I mean, Jalen Hurts is about to vulture his fourth touchdown Mother <laughs> from, effort. from from Cuzzy. Sorry, Chris, but Jay Rich is going to get the dub. Ooh. All right. 
we have next J.O. versus Ollie. Um, J.O. Oh, Swift gets the touchdown. That's huge. (laughs) Can I change my pick? Can I change my pick now? Wow. Swift gets the touchdown. Finally gave him one. Oh, wow. Um, Well, um, J.O. versus Ollie, currently the number one person in the league. Um, Kirk Cousins actually doing pretty good during prime time. His team's not yep. winning, but he's doing good prime time on fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so first one I want to look at is Aaron Jones, and mainly I want to ha- look at him because he had a great game last week. However, he did hurt his hammy. We're not sure if he's playing. He has multiple uh, days without practicing. Without Aaron Jones, he has to rely <clears throat> back on Cam Akers, which is not someone you want to rely on to, um, especially last week. Then um, let's look at Kyle Pitts. Gross, 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 gross. Arthur Smith <laughs> sucks for fantasy. Just face it. Um, he is not good. Um, he's good, but the offense is not good for the passing game. Um, Kyle Pitts is just, I hate looking. You just never know what you're going to get. It's just, it's never, never a good feeling when you're playing. It's a any, big, tall box of chocolate right yeah, there. Any Atlanta Falcon uh, pass catcher is not a good feeling. Um, and then finally, I want to look at T. Higgins, who had a big old goose egg um, last week. You got to hope that Cincinnati does better. They are facing Baltimore, but weather could be a factor. Um, and he, in order to face uh, and beat someone like Ali, who was a perennial um, contender, uh, you need your players to score points, and T. Higgins scoring zero will not do that. So, Dom? All right, I'm going to look at pass the Herbert, like like Herb, not Jesus Herb. Jesus Christ. Okay. Of course, <laughs> that's his quarterback, his namesake of his team, going against Tennessee. We saw Tennessee was pretty stingy um, with allowing the points to Derek Carr last week. He was able to do okay – but uh, will Herbert be able to have a good game uh, for fantasy this week against uh, the Tennessee Titans? Um, second, Rashad White. Uh, this guy's getting a lot of volume. 17 attempts last week. Uh, caught a couple targets. But he's not doing much with it. Doesn't really look good out there on the field. But uh, we saw what Aaron Jones was able to do against the Chicago defense last week. So hopefully uh, Rashad White uh, can return some uh, fantasy points for Mr. Pass the Herb. And then, of course, the Sun God and David Montgomery has gotten back in his starting lineup. They are going to be hosting the Seattle Seahawks, who really struggled last week against the Los Angeles Rams. And I think Amon Ross St. Brown, the Sun God, will again be heavily targeted. I expect double-digit targets and – a wide receiver one type of performance from him this week. And he also has DJ Metcalf in that same game. A lot of points coming from one game here. Um, Jordan, how do you see this shaking out? Oh, man. Uh, Primetime Kirk has uh, has already has 27 points. And I will note that A.J. Brown had like a 30-yard or 20-yard touchdown wiped off the board on holding. So Big O gets very, very lucky there. My X factor is actually going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, the Sun God, will he have a big game this weekend? Ollie is going to need it because J.O. is off to such a great start. 
And uh, also kind of a side X factor is Aaron Jones. Will he play or will he not play? I think Mike alluded to it earlier. He's Jo's going to need points and you're playing Ollie. Um, I think big O is going to bring home the dub and cool off Jo's hot streak just a little bit. Okay. And now we're going to get into our random question, our real life debate. And the topic is overrated restaurant. The person awarded the first pick will be Jordan. Jordan, what do you got? Uh, my overrated restaurant is Chipotle. Um, you always see the commercials about how it's always fresh and all that bullshit wrong. Um, they have like a listeria outbreak at least once a year or something like that. I don't know. E. coli. E. coli, e. coli listeria. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the plague at least once a year from because they don't cook their food. <laughs> Have you ever gotten the steak from them, Dom? Um, every time you get the uh, steak or like the chicken, it's gristly, it's hard, you're chewing bone. They they just it's just like it's garbage. It's overrated. It also makes you shit your pants. So Chipotle, my mm-hmm. overrated restaurant. Definitely good for a cleanse. Mm, <laughs> yeah, it is good for a cleanse. For me, it is a West Coast favorite. It is in and in in and out. Um, I, I will say I will say it's not the Ooh. worst burger. However, it is put on a pedestal. It doesn't deserve to be on that pedestal. It's okay, but it's not God's gift to fast food. Um, yeah. It's just not that good. Uh, again, this isn't about worst food. It's about overrated. And to me, In and Out, while good, okay, it's not how people treat it. So, In and Out, get over yourself. <laughs> Love it, Mike. I agree Bad with pick. that 100%. Jordan, check him out. Yeah. Um, my overrated restaurant, I definitely had in and out at the top of my list. Um, I haven't been at Chipotle too many times, but I agree. I know it's overhyped. But I'm going to go with a famous sandwich shop that they always claim they're super fast, freaky fast, I believe is their saying, Jimmy John's. And while they are freaky fast, they are freaky mid at best they are not the best sandwiches i'd rather go to subway i'd rather go to jersey mike's and personally being from louisiana give me a good local po'boy from anywhere else some roast beef some fried shrimp uh get that jimmy john's crap out of here i guess it's okay if you're in a rush and you need just something it's something real fast good good for you you're not gonna feel great about it it's not gonna taste great but you got something. Congratulations, Jimmy Johns. You got here fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is it. If you don't like our picks, go ahead and send us a voice message. Otherwise, shut your mouth. Um, but good luck, everybody. Sam, congratulations on your victory. Reverse jinx, <laughs> reverse jinx set. Oh, that's dirty. Uh, all I'm right. playing dirty. No, but uh, good luck, everybody. Uh, it should be a good week. It should be a better week, hopefully, than last week with all of the low scoring across the NFL. It's starting off well with uh, Thursday Night Football. Oh, my God. Fucking everybody. just fumbled again. Are you fucking kidding me? What a way way to end it. All right. God. Good night. Good night. Later. Bye.